Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Allison Lewis, and we are in some of John and Mark and Matthew. Um, so we have a couple things going on here today in the passages that we're reading. Allison, what stuck out to you in today's passage? Well, I think what's interesting, obviously, Jesus has just finished like a day of miraculous things, and he's still frustrated with with the people that have been hanging with him. Like, mm-hmm. I find that so interesting. Everything we just read, it's like, hey, don't you get it yet? Or were you listening? Or yeah, yeah, he felt he seems a little frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh he's <laughs> he just wants them to understand what the actual truth is. Yeah. Um and it's he yeah, he keeps saying that over and over again. Don't you understand yet? Um I thought it was interesting because we had just read yesterday that um the Jesus had just read the or fed the five thousand. So um he goes back to these same people. It seems like it's the same crowd. Um, and they want more miraculous signs. And Jesus is like, You just want to be around me so that you can get fed, but you have no idea what's actually happening here. Um, and so he just, he just calls him out. (laughs) I love that. I love it. He's, he's really being a direct communicator. What a great example for us. Cause I think sometimes Mm -hmm. like we can, we can miss that in our own lives to say like, Hey, let's just call it what it is. Like, let's be truthful here. And, um, and he's not spoon feeding them. Right. And there's like, there's times where he uses parables to speak to them, which he does in this way, in this passage too, but just telling them straight up. Don't be concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Like, he is giving them very direct instructions. Um, and their reply is, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Show us a miraculous sign to believe in you. He's probably like, Wait. I've done so many miraculous signs. <laughs> and you still don't see it. Like, right. you still don't get it. I, thought right. that, I, I agree. I thought that was so interesting. And I also think, like, there's themed through here a lot is about being fed and they keep thinking physical nourishment mm-hmm. and he's talking about spiritual f- nourishment and spiritual life and they're not making that correlation yet either. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so we have this difficult verse in my opinion, like I'm thinking of someone who's reading for the Bible for the first time and comes across this verse in John that says where Jesus talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. <laughs> like it's some weird stuff. If you don't know what is happening here. Um, how would you explain that to somebody? Oh, that's so good. I know you, you read it and you think like, is he talking about cannibalism? Yeah. Like, yeah no. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but, but you read it and it does. It says, for my flesh is food and my blood is true drink. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. what? But really, I, to me, I, what it's saying is like, are you taking me in, my truth in, my word in, my, yeah, my life and the heart of what I'm saying? Are you taking it in, not really taking in actual his flesh, mm-hmm. um, taking it as truth? Because he says in here, I am the true bread. I am. Yeah. 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 So when you're reading it in context, starting with the very beginning of this passage in John, where it talks about, he's talking about, he's the bread of life. They're asking about manna. They're asking about all these different things. And Jesus is like, you don't understand. Like you're, if you're going to, if you're going to solely rely on physical food, you're not going to get the eternal life that I'm offering you. Like I am the bread of life. I am that life that you need. And so reading it in context helps with the whole cannibalism thing. Because it's not actually what he's talking about. You're right. He's talking about like take in the life that I'm offering. Yeah, it's almost like you're talking to a kid because yeah. kids take it, what you say literally and you're saying like, well, no, I'm not actually saying eat manna like they did before. Like mm-hmm. They keep going back to real food and he's saying, no, I'm talking about 
substance. What is substance? What yeah. is going to sustain you in life? And it isn't just food that you'll flush, flush yeah. down. Yeah. Like, no, it's the word of God. Yeah, that's good. And then speaking about um, these people who are just kind of like living in the past and like wanting what Moses did and all these different things, we come to this part in this story about the Pharisees who are um, blaming Jesus or like kind of calling Jesus out and his disciples for not doing the ceremonial hand washing before they eat. Um, and do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I kind of feel like it's sort of the same thing. He's saying like, that's, that's the old, that's the old Testament. We're living under the new law. Now we're mm-hmm. living under a new freedom that we have now. Um, and they just don't see that yet. They're mm-hmm. still stuck in the past and he's trying to really bring them to, to see that, that they have new freedom in it. We don't, why are you so concerned about washing your hands when you're actually gossiping or you're speaking about other people and the, the content of your heart isn't really aligned with the word, right? You're so worried about, again, they're worried about the physical rather than like what's on the inside. Right. Yeah. And so this like this ceremonial washing and things that aren't actually making them clean because their hearts aren't clean. Exactly. Um, it's all just religious show. It's not anything about getting right with God. It's just about rules that they want to like keep imposing on people. Yeah. Um, Sometimes we do that too. It's like, do we think that there's like this checklist of the right things that I should say and do as a Christian rather than saying like, man, my attitude stinks or like, man, (laughs) my, my judging heart is the issue. Not Mm. that I pretended in front of you that everything was fine and said the right things in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. The hypocrites he talks about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The only other thing that I had was, this so when he teaches about this hard teaching about the flesh and blood and all these things, all these disciples walk away from him and decide not to follow him anymore. And then I just love this verse. It's not, nothing extraordinary to point out, but Jesus turns to the twelve and asks, "Are you also going to leave?" And Peter's reply always gets me. Like he says, "Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God." So just Peter affirming. Um, and speaking up with the rest of the disciples, um, you are God. And as they're following him, and this is pretty early on in Jesus' ministry. It is. Um, yeah. He's just like, yeah, you're God. We believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. Well, I guess it just reminds you that, um, yeah, that he had these 12 that he was really pouring into. And there were other, some like fringe people. But when you stay on the fringe in your own relationship with God, mm. you are going to fall away. Yeah, that's but when, good. But when you draw in and you say, no, like I'm choosing to be close. I choose to be one of the 12. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Right. Despite the hard things, despite the fact that what we do as Christians and what we do as believers is countercultural. It doesn't exactly. look like other people. Right. Um, but yeah, drawing close to Jesus is the only answer. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Good job, Peter. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us today for God's Whole Story. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. John 6, 22. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat, and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? 
Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. The people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can you say I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, Stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day I will raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I who is sent from God have seen him. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I offer so the world may live is my flesh. And the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. John six sixty. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing, and the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me, for Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then he turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe, and we know you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve, who would later betray him. Mark 7, 1. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand-washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands, as required by their ancient traditions. 
Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they have immersed their hands in water. This is but one of the many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law asked him, why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Then he said, You skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either, he asked? Can't you see that the food you put in your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Matthew 15, 1. Some of the Pharisees and religious and teachers of the religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they they don't need to honor their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted, so ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind, and if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you pass eat passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Hey, 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.